0: take a deep breath, get in your stance, adjust your feet, decide on your line, start your backswing and tee off. Only then will you know if you've struck the little ball well. With good technique and a bit of luck, you'll have it hit up near the green. Otherwise, you may have to go looking for it in the rough. Golfing is a challenge in Andermatt. The course is six metres long and thus probably one of the longest anywhere. In other words, it demands a lot from golfers, not only in terms of their game, but also in the distance they walk. But because the course is situated on a high valley, most of the fairways are flat. Only four of the 18 holes go uphill, but they reward players at the top with a priceless view of the Urseren Valley. Welcome to the Andermatt Swiss Alps Company podcast. Here is where we put our promises to the test. Today, we're talking about the construction of the golf course. For Sami Sawiris, it was crucial for the entire development in Andermatt. An 18-hole golf course was one of the conditions that Sami Sawiris set when deciding to invest a lot of money in Andermatt. Because this took up a great deal of land, a number of negotiations were necessary. The land belonged not just to the army, but also was in private ownership. Much of it was used for agriculture. As mentioned in the first episode of this podcast, this process wasn't very smooth. The former cantonal councillor and current state councillor, Heidi Zgacken, recounted in the episode that the farmers simply refused to negotiate. That nearly derailed the entire project. That's when Isidor Bauman appeared on the scene. As former president of the Uri Farmers Association and one-time farmer, he didn't mince words with Sami Sawiris. He said that the current approach wouldn't
1: work. You won't solve this problem with money. So Sami Saveris said to me, then you solve it for me. I told him that it's not my job as a cantonal councillor. So he went to the cantonal council, and then they gave me the assignment. For me, it was really important that I not represent either of the two sides, but rather carry out a mandate. Everything needed to be fair and transparent. I never wanted anyone to be able to accuse me of having treated them poorly.
0: The farms in the area were in different positions. Some farmers had just made investments and were looking to the future, while others weren't sure whether to quit due to age or look for someone in the family to take over. And still others that owned land there leased it out to other farmers.
1: Some of them were more open to selling the land. They finally had the chance to get a good agricultural price for their land. But then there were landowners who were against the project, and they didn't care how much money was being offered. For them it was important not to sell the land for a golf course, but rather to preserve farming the way it is.
0: These negotiations were difficult. We
1: then sat down at the kitchen table. I could be kicked out at any time, which, by the way, also happened. They told me I had no business being there. But I wanted something from them rather than the other way round. When I left, they said I should stop in again or give them a call. And that way, I reached the objective with all of them.
0: Sandro Daniot was a farmer who mainly worked leased land. He took a pragmatic stance towards this whole development.
1: That was special. My farm was being run by the third generation of our family. I also went to school and got my master's certificate in agriculture. The challenge for me was that I was farming a lot of land that I didn't own. That put me in a passive position because I didn't know whether the land would now be sold or leased for the golf course. But it was clear to me that I didn't want to be a farmer like in a museum of local history. I'm either a professional or I give it up. I would have lost about 10 hectares of land, so I tried something else. The biggest step, and also the one that caused the most heartache, was when we sold the cattle. It might be difficult to understand if you're not a farmer, but that was really hard.
0: Three farms were located in the middle of the terrain. Any attempt to relocate them would have definitely robbed them of their subsistence. Nevertheless, that was an area that the developers really wanted to acquire for the golf course. This was again a case for Isitor Bauman. He told Sami Sawiris that a solution was needed so that these operations with their distinctive buildings could remain.
1: He personally decided, and in opposition to everyone else, that a solution had to be found for working around these farms. And if you walk the golf course today, you'll see that high priority was given to keeping these farms in the middle of the golf course. It is an interruption between tourism and everyday life in the Ursaran valley. Great credit is due to Sami Savardis for having taken this situation seriously, and I am certain that this solution was ultimately the key reason why everything worked out so well.
0: Once all the land had been acquired for the golf course, Kurt Rosknecht got to work. He is a golf course architect and was given the task of creating an 18-hole championship golf course on these roughly 130 hectares.
1: It was very quickly apparent that the project was beautiful and exciting, but also very complicated. For a mountain location, it was largely flat, and there were elevation changes only in some areas. That naturally made it easier to play the course. It then won't be so arduous to walk that is important for a tourist course.
0: The main challenge for Kurt Rosknecht and his team were the different subsurfaces. Some locations were rocky, others had bogs that were six to seven metres deep. Another difficulty was that small streams ran down the mountain from Batsberg onto the course and, of course, there was also the long winter. As early as the planning stage, and then during construction it had to be taken into consideration that the course would be covered under a blanket of snow for about six months. All of these aspects made it a complex endeavour to build the golf course in Andermatt. And then there were the farms in the middle of the course which mixed up the order of the holes somewhat. In addition an existing hiking network, summer and winter had to be taken into account but Kurt Rosknecht was happy to accept the challenge. The idea of designing a golf course sounds very creative. You have a big area and can draw your inspiration from the local conditions. But it's not quite as simple as that.
1: Upon close inspection of the terrain, a lot of things situate themselves. For instance, water hazards are built not where there's rock, but where there's a bog. In other words, many things depend not on creativity, but on a certain pre-inspection of existing elements of the terrain. An important design decision is of course the location of the clubhouse. The entire course is operated from the clubhouse, and it's also where the design of the course starts. It was important to me that the clubhouse be easy to reach from the public road, i.e. short distances. Another important point was duration of sunshine. I didn't want the mountains to block the sun and put the building in shadow, but rather to have sunshine for as long as possible. That's why it made sense to build the clubhouse all the way in the eastern area. It was also possible to have holes 1 and 10 start from there, and holes 9 and 18 end there, and it was also the spot to build a driving range. Once the clubhouse location had been defined, it's of course a question of the architect's creativity to make optimal use of the terrain, so that the fewest possible changes need to be made to the land, and that everything works in technical terms.
0: One requirement for the golf course was that it had to be laid with the environment in mind, Particularly in Andamat, where so much space was available, the environment could be prioritised. For instance, all slope areas are excluded from the golf course and are maintained from an environmental standpoint.
1: We opened up many water surfaces, i.e. streams that come down from the slope, and this created ponds, especially in the bog area. Then we outfitted the slopes with flower meadows, so that a diverse assortment is available for plants, but also for birds that nest there. So it's a course that is certainly one of the most environmental in Switzerland.
0: Connoisseurs of golf courses will recognise Kurt Rosknecht's handwriting. He approaches the terrain in a very particular way. In Andermatt, he couldn't work very much with trees, as they grow very slowly at an elevation of about 1,500 metres above sea level. So he worked with other elements, like bunkers and water hazards, and adapted them to the movement of the terrain.
1: There's a kind of handwriting. Golfers will certainly recognise it. My golf courses are designed in such a way that they are playable for hobby golfers and also pose a challenge for top players. I achieve this by placing hazards at strategic locations. That also enables golfers to play around the hazard. With me, they will rarely find a water hazard on the left and a bunker on the right. The holes are always laid out so that the golfers of every level have fun playing that course. Then, the philosophy of green design is handwriting that is recognizable. Like with a painter and his painting, it's a very special experience getting out on the course when the sun is shining and playing a round of golf in Andermatt. The course has also won a number of prizes. It is certainly one of the top mountain courses in the Alps, not just in Switzerland, but in the Alps generally.
0: Let's return to the situation with Sandro Daniot. He gave up his farm and made a virtue of necessity. With his training as an agriculturalist with a master's certificate, he had the right prerequisites for consulting on environmental development when the golf course was being built. In addition, he completed training to become a greenskeeper. That meant he had to learn how to play golf. He is now Head of Operations and Infrastructure Maintenance at Andermatt Swiss Alps, but for him, A round of golf is not his idea of a perfect work-life balance.
1: I prefer biking or working in nature, but I also enjoy walking along the golf course and seeing which trees are growing and how the plants that we planted are doing and which ones are thriving. We planted approximately 5,000 trees. About 2,000 of them survived. The climate is rough, the soil is barren, there's a wind and the cold winter. Then I also draw my conclusions about which plants we can use for landscaping at other locations, such as in Andermatt-Reuss.
0: That was from today's Andermatt-Swiss Alps Company podcast. Here is where we put our promises to the test. If you're interested in learning how the destination in the heart of Switzerland is continuing to develop and would like to hear our stories, then please subscribe to us. You can also leave a rating if you liked this podcast. If you have a topic that you're particularly interested in, write about it in the comments or send an email to podcast at andemat-swissalps.ch. We look forward to your input. We're taking a short summer break. The next episode will air on September the twenty-second. There, we'll talk about social sustainability. In the meantime. We wish you a lovely summer, and we'd be pleased if you tuned in again next time. Goodbye for now.